Hi everyone, I'm Garth Sundam, Communications Director at MAPS, and today we are recording live in the Cineos podcast booth at the MAPS 2022 Global Annual Meeting. And at the meeting, we are chatting with folks about how they got into medical affairs, a little about what their job is now, and uh, maybe any advice they want to offer to early career professionals. So we have uh, Andreas Amelsberg, Vice President, Medical Affairs at ASI. So, uh, Andre, how did you get into medical affairs? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, I actually started in the industry 24 years ago. Okay. Um, before that, I did 10 years of um, training um, as an MD, MD, okay. internal medicine, and then eventually medical oncology. So I got ah. into the industry 24 years ago, yep. initially in clinical development. That makes sense. And, um, you know, then was in Germany after two years and an opportunity to come to the US and yep. you know I've been here for the last 22 years. Okay so did you say um, academic oncology as well? Yeah. So you were running trials for academia and then did you start running trials for industry? Was that your first role? Right that was my first role in clinical development yeah. um, you know as an associate director um, you know being responsible for a couple of interesting early stage oncology projects. Okay, so into R&D, and then, I'm sorry, I think you already said this, but then how did you end up in medical affairs? I always had an interest in kind of the business side of things. Ah, know, cool. So I wanted to merge the medical part with the, uh, with the business part, and uh -huh. uh, I uh, you know, did my MBA you know, while I was ah. in clinical development. Gotcha. And, um, so then eventually after um, approximately 10 years or so in, in clinical development, there mm -hmm. was an opportunity to build up the team cool. in my prior, one of my prior companies. And, uh, I and, see, okay. And, uh, so I built up the um, medical affairs organization. So, so you were in research and development and a prior company asked you to come and help build out their medical affairs side of things. What, what differences did you see or, or were there challenges in the transition from R&D to medical affairs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to me, one of the most important things is um, that clinical research in many aspects is very linear. Yeah. So you start with a project in phase one, eventually you will you know, get FDA approval, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. in phase two and phase three. And then you start it all over again, you know, you, you, you do, it's a very linear approach. And uh, medical affairs is usually not that linear. You have questions by patients, you have oh, questions yeah. by healthcare professionals, you have questions by payers, you have yeah. to think about real world evidence, you have to think about um, legal and regulatory compliance elements. So it's, it's, a, it's a much more involved area. And, Definitely not as linear as clinical research. Maybe instead of linear, maybe it's almost cyclical, where you right. you have a product that, that makes it to market, and then you, you're looking at the real-world evidence, you realize you have gaps, and you have to go back and do more evidence yeah. generation, and then you bring that information out, and you find gaps, and maybe it's cyclical. Yeah, but it's also, it always changes, right? You know, so you yeah. have this product, Right now, you know, so I, I'm heading up an organi organization that has multiple products. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you have a particular issue in this area, you have a particular question in another area. 
you have a, another question, another area, and all are you know completely different. One is payer, one is oh. um, medical science, the other one is you know efficacy or safety or whatever consideration. So it's oh, a, that's interesting. It's, it's a lot more going on in the medical affairs organization. So in your position, then it sounds like you're you're seeing um, needs for payers, or you're seeing needs for evidence, and then you're figuring out which medical affairs resource to kind of leverage to, to fill whatever need is, is, is needed. That's interesting. So then, what would you say to a young medical affairs professional just starting out, or someone who's even looking for their first position in medical affairs? Yeah. And actually, you know, I, I think MAPS, you know, first of all, MAPS is a great organization. You know, <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's the one thing. And I'm, uh, you know, participating in the mentoring program. And, you know, I have one of my mentees who great. was a um, PharmD candidacy very early on in, yeah. in his career. And, you know, we're working through some of the questions on what is, you know, why, why um, is medical affairs interesting you know yeah. why 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 should he eventually go in into medical affairs so a couple of things i think in for nds farmies phds yeah. as well as others yeah. is really um a great start to to join the industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and i i think it's 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 just fantastic you can learn along the way yep. and you have a really big impact on what you're doing you know if you bring a help to bring a drug to the market or you make it, um, you know, available to patients and to healthcare providers. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing thing to really have a big impact there. I think the the advice I would give is yeah. kind of keep your cur curiosity. Yeah. Right? Continue to be a learner along the way because you will learn a lot of things. And one of the questions I I get from people who have been in the industry for like a year, two, three years, yeah. is should they do some work in clinical research? Right? Oh, you yeah, know, so good question. Because they want to do, um, you know, be a little bit closer, better understand the clinical research um, part of, of life. And while, you know, that helps you, and I you know, have like 10 years of, of clinical research experience yeah. and drug development, while it helps you, I don't think it is actually absolutely necessary. I think huh. it's really something that you um, can learn in, in, in medical affairs. Okay. You know, there might be investigative initiated studies. Yeah. Um, you know, there might be phase four studies that you, that you plan. Do people ask you the same thing on the commercial side? From, so you're, they're starting out in medical affairs. Do they ask you at all if they should go do a couple years in commercial? It's rare. It's rare. It's rare, it's it, rare that we have um, people going from the medical affairs organization yeah. to the to the commercial side. Yeah, but I don't know why. You know, because <laughs> it's it's very interesting. Correct. It's a very interesting path, and um, sometimes people kind of field directors for the MSL organization becoming sure. um, sales directors sure. or thought leaders or but in general, this transition between medical affairs and commercial is not is not a frequent. Transition. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you that your primary piece of advice for people starting out medical affairs is to keep your mind open and respect your creativity, and to look where the 
profession leads you, to go where the profession leads you. Yeah, and um, I think it's very, very interesting, and especially for people who are newer to industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's think about a farm D coming in, um, yeah. you know, into industry. He or she may not necessarily know what they want to do, yeah. right? It's, is it medical writing? Is it MSL? Yep. Is it um, medical information? Yep. Um, is it kind of working on the medical strategy part? There are ways to find that out, and, you know, yeah. and go with the the flow, and really thinking about where do you, where's your strength, and um, you know, you work in this area, maybe you go somewhere else, and um, you know, I, I think that's a skill set, the understanding of what is. Um, you know what you what you need to do is you know is growing and you know you will appreciate more and more the different areas. Well, I would encourage everyone listening to check out the Maps Mentorship Program. If you're a member, I, I see no reason not to, and that goes for the mentor side as well. We are always looking for experienced people like Andre who are willing to help guide the next generation of medical affairs leaders. So thanks, Andre, for joining us. We'll release you back to the meeting. And uh, we hope to see everyone listening at future MAPS events.